0: culture of like immediate supply Mm
1: -hmm. we want everything to happen like quickly and now today and it doesn't it doesn't work that way even with magic you still would have to give it time and sometimes you really have to be careful what you ask for Mm -hmm. you know I've had women who their exes have moved on to other women and you know they're like I want her out of the picture and I want (gasps) him back okay well what do you want one of the two I want him back the guy comes back but then the the other girl won't leave them alone
2: mm-hmm.
1: now now, now yeah. the other girl is talking now the girl's not leaving their relationship alone you know now it's it's a she took on two people mm-hmm. instead of you know so you really have to be careful what you wish you for you really do you got oh your gosh. man back but now you have the crazy other girl on your back
0: Conjured and talked about witchcraft with Zachariah the Witch and his assistant Valentine. We held our gree bag close to our hearts as we sat down with the voodoo queen of New Orleans, Bloody Mary, to talk about voodoo. On today's episode of Holly Weird Paranormal, we prepare ourselves for the divine and Olympia as we get Holly Weird and talk about brujaria, witchcraft, with Christy, a local bruja based out of Compton, California and lead head bruja of Brujas Botanica. Let's sit down with Christy and talk about the practice of brujaria, its origins and how it's evolved and how to practice it wisely. We also talk about its misconceptions and what it's like to be a bruja in LA and also the darkness behind it. You definitely don't wanna miss out on this interview. So let's prepare ourselves for one big olympia as we get Hollyweird with Burujaria and Brujas Botanica. And while we prepare, let's leave you with this Mexican traditional folklore song called La Bruja, about a beautiful witch who kidnaps her victims who fall helplessly under her spell. Ruharia, the Spanish language word for witchcraft, is typically used to refer various spiritual practices that have been used by African, Caribbean, and indigenous Latin American populations for centuries. According to an article in vice.com, the West African Yoruba religion, for example, is estimated by some anthropologists to have been practiced for over thousands and thousands of years. And Santeria, also known as lukami, is an Afro-Cuban religion that took shape alongside the rise of Spanish colonization and the arrival of Roman Catholicism in Latin America in the 15th and 16th century. Today, Brujaria and its accompanying Bruja, Spanish for witch, are being taken up not only by a young, growing community of men and women, but primarily Latinx women and femmes Who want to follow the divine and tap into the mysticism of their heritage. We sit down with one Bruja who incorporates the Bruja culture not only into her creative pursuits, but also into her community. Let's sit down and let's get Holly weird with Christy from Brujas Botanica. Hey guys, welcome to Hollywood Paranormal. We are your hosts, Tammy Murhat Chavez.
2: And I'm Bryce Mitchell-Williams.
0: And welcome to our episode where we get Hollywood with Brujaria and Brujas Botanica. We're sitting here with Christy, Hi. who is the owner and head BIC, which means head bruja in charge of Brujas Botanica, which is a... Bruja company that sells spells and limpias and potions and stuff to any type of homegirl that wants to uh-huh. <laughs> get into the practice and then get a good Olympia, of course. And you're based out of Compton, California. Is that correct? Yes. Awesome. Well, welcome to Hollywood Paranormal. And tell us a little bit about yourself, Christy, and, and what
1: you do and what is Brujas Botanica. Thank you for having me. So Brujas Botanica is pretty much like a one-stop shop for magical supplies and the overall message behind Brujas Botanica for me was women empowerment. Hmm. Oh nice. Love that. Mm -hmm. So helping other women how to bring magic into their daily lives to create change and bring abundance. That's awesome. I love
2: that. And
1: how long has it been open? Brujas Botanica has been open for about a year now.
2: Oh wow. Mm -hmm.
1: Strictly online. That's Amazing. awesome. And where can people find Brujas Botanica? They can go to www.brujasbotanica.com or on Instagram at Brujas Botanica. So we are not too
0: familiar with the practice Bruharia. Brujaria, mm-hmm. but for our listeners, uh, can you explain to them what is Brujaria? What is a Bruja?
1: A brujeria um, is not a religion, but it is more based on family customs and traditions Mm -hmm. uh with a mix of like christianity catholicism and like shamanism and i know there's different i don't know if
0: there's different forms of brujaria but i know it's practiced in different latin countries not just mexico right
1: uh yeah it is but they as far as mexico goes i mean they as far as i know actually it's basically all the same you know Mm -hmm. um Where they incorporate different saints um whether it be patron saints folk saints some work with angels spirit guides Mm -hmm. you know some even believe in duendes so it's a mix of a lot of stuff wow yeah i
0: guess you could call it like a sofrito of a lot of things
2: (laughs) so what was like your journey obviously you've been doing this longer than just the year that it's been open like what was your journey into getting to this point like how did you sort of start
1: uh, with Brujeria, the interest grew when I was around 15 or 16. Oh, wow. Seeing my father come back from Mexico with these, you know, spiritual talismans and charms and little trinkets here and there that just kind of piqued my interest. Um, he would never go much into detail. So I think that's where the curiosity began for me as far as working with magic. And I started just diving into books. Mm. And talking to the ladies at the local Botanicas. And just picking up information wherever I could. A lot of it started with, like, books related to Wicca. Mm -hmm. Because there aren't many books out there regarding Mm brujería. So, um, just as I grew, I kept picking up more and more along the way. Um, I've recently come back to it. So, I did take a break from it. Um, There was a lot of backlash from family, family for my mother's side of the family, mm-hmm. to be specific. Um, ex-boyfriends who were very Christian and weren't into it. Mm-hmm. Roommates who were afraid and thought it wasn't, you know, a good idea to be around. Um, so for some time, I did kind of, you know, set it aside a little bit or wasn't as open about it. Yeah. Um, Within opening Brujas Botanica, I just really at a phase where I'm now coming back to wow. it and trying to gain a lot more knowledge and empower other women as I mentioned wow. that's amazing yeah. I really
0: appreciate that Thank because you. I mean we as beings we're just afraid of the unknown mm-hmm. and, and that's how I was with the paranormal I used to be like a closeted like kind of like a closeted paranormal goth girl. <laughs> I guess you can say. I feel and, you know, I was just slowly coming out of my shell and, you know, just being open about like the, you know, this other world that I believed in or wanted to believe in. Mm-hmm. And people would always tell me that's stupid. That's fake. But it's- now it's like even starting this podcast with Bryce, it's like, that's how I feel empowered with this mm-hmm. community and talking to, like minded individuals like you and, and your practice and learning about it too.
1: Absolutely. It wasn't easy. I mean, I was the butt of every joke at the, no. <laughs> at the carne Asada on weekends with no. your your uncles chiming in and laughing. Um, yeah, it wasn't fun growing up, you know, trying to pursue it. It was not easy. Um, but now at this age that I'm, you know, now thirty four and I'm a mom mm, yeah. and I just really wanna give back and I just really wanna teach other women and you know kind of share my experience i just got goosebumps i oh, know what's it's so just crazy so like empowering. people's
2: fear so often comes from like ignorance yes so even like your family it's like right but this is our shared history our shared culture like why are you fighting me on this mm-hmm. it's just like ignorance
1: well in mexico they usually like you know there's either the people that are like hardcore believers or the ones who just think it's a joke
2: mm. yeah
1: you know some people do take it very seriously. others are just like oh you say the word brujería and they'll laugh in your face and say you're ridiculous you're wow. gonna get possessed Tú crees en eso? like to them yeah it's, yeah mm-hmm. like they really oh, don't yeah. get it
0: we could go into this question like what are the misconceptions about mm. it because from my research like they're portrayed as malevolent mistresses that bring affliction and misfortune and then the song that i'm going to insert you know eventually to this uh this episode which i did use to promote our episode which was uh la bruja which is the mexican folklore song about a woman that flies at 2 a.m she's beautiful but mm-hmm. she's out to get her victims and suck their blood <laughs> so now she's portrayed us as this vampire please stop reading
2: my tinder profile out i like loud? Thank you bad. Bad. Well, <laughs> i was just i,
0: I um <laughs> control alt Paste. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right
2: Out there. to get my victims at 2 a.m. Yeah. What's up?
0: I know, flying on your broom, drinking your Starbucks, girl. You know what's right? up. I know, right? Mm-hmm. That is a bruja right there. That <laughs> yeah,
2: is. You know what's up.
0: You're the bruja of Starbucks. Oh, really? Starbucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and they can't get rid of me.
0: Mm-hmm. There you have it. But yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, there are those misconceptions, but I mean, back then, there were healers. Yeah. There, were, there were women who healed. And then I guess the Catholic colonizers came in and they were trying to convert them. Am I, I think that's right. Like they tried to convert them mm-hmm. and they're like, no, we're good.
1: So then of course, because they don't understand it, they, mm-hmm. you know, demonize it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people in Brujería who do work with Satan and demons and there is a very yeah. dark side to it. I mean, um, mm-hmm. where my father's from in Veracruz, uh, Catemaco.
0: Catemaco, that's the, is that the city of um, Brujos. The Brujos, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Girl. That's where you should go and put up your Tinder profile oh, right god, there.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if they're ready for that. So,
1: you know, there's a lot of worshiping of Satan out there in this particular forest that people go oh out to leave their trabajos. And it's a it's a huge forest filled with all kinds of, you know, magical work left all over it. Hmm. it particularly in this certain cave. Oh my god. Um, and you walk in and there's candles everywhere lit with people's pictures and articles of, you know, uh, hair, clothing, blood. Bryce's ex-boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. It's real intense.
2: Why do you think it has focused around that particular forest, that particular cave?
1: I'm not sure. Wow. Just based on the energy that's there. Wow. I, I have seen some documentaries where people have gone and have experienced some really bad things. I mean passing out while in the forest. Yeah. Having streaks of bad luck after leaving it. Mm-hmm. So I know it's some heavy stuff. Mm. Um, I have I'm planning on going to Veracruz this year, but I do not think I will be making it there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be making a detour to Catamaco.
1: <laughs> I, I probably will go to Catamacos because there are there are brujos there, you know, there, there are more. healers there, but I will not be venturing into that forest. Yeah. No,
0: absolutely not. I think that's where a lot of people get that in their head that hmm. they worship Satan, that they worship the dark side, that it's something very evil when really it's it's really not.
1: No, most people are very involved in, you know, in their religion. Mm -hmm. You'll have a lot of people that practice brujería doing their trabajos Mm -hmm. for the community throughout the week. And then they'll take Sundays off and go to church. Mm. Now, how does uh,
0: brujería in Mexico, in your opinion, like how does it differ from, say, brujería in El Salvador or... Uh, Spain or or even Honduras for that matter.
1: You know, I really couldn't say. Mm. I don't know mm-hmm. too much about how it's practiced in those regions, unfortunately.
0: I don't know if it's like this in Mexico, but every time I would, you know, try to ask, you know, my relatives, well, how are, how is brujería practiced in Honduras? They're like, oh, you don't set foot unless you want a lover, un- unless you want a man to leave his wife. That's when you oh, wow. call upon it. That there's this high increase or this surge of women using brujaria to get men to leave their wives or their girlfriends and it's it's like they need it just to get that that love from these men which is really 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 crazy yet interesting yeah i wasn't sure if like in in mexico that's the same way of how they use it but it's
1: it is i think a lot of people are more into it than they admit mm -hmm. to it you know like it's not something you speak about openly Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So more than likely, it's your tías and your <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> your
1: primas that are going to them, but you know they won't admit it. Yeah, um, it's very hush.
0: Now I know that there is a lineage with brujería. Every time I uh, I've gotten to know individuals who practice it, it's always passed down from a family member, from an abuela or a tía or a nana. Is that like was that
1: in your position as well, or that wasn't exactly my case because of my aunts on my father's side being in Mexico so I didn't have as much access to Mm -hmm. them and I think that's the current case right now where a lot of people are wanting to connect back to their lineage or brujería or their their roots and it's not as easy because we don't have access to those elders Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there aren't as many people out here that are willing to teach as far as like maestros or for some people padrinos padrinas yeah there's a lack of people passing it down. So it's a lot harder to start incorporating and learning.
0: Uh, What was your most positive experience and your most scariest experience with your journey into Burujaria?
1: I think for me the most positive was overcoming my depression. Hmm. Mm. Um, It was through prayer and spell work and just being consistent that I was able to overcome years of depression.
2: Wow.
1: Years. I'm talking like eight years. Of oh it. my gosh. So, you know, with a child. So it wasn't oh. easy. Um, so that was, that was the, the most positive outcome of it for me. Um, and just learning how to use that magic, you know, daily to create a better life for myself. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, The worst was when I was around 21, and I encountered a brujo who was Mm. from Mexico. We spoke a different dialect, so it was kind of hard to understand him. His girlfriend actually had to translate. Um, But he did a reading, a palm reading, and he touched my hands, and he transferred some sort of negative energy. Oh, my gosh. Just like
0: that. Mm. Uh
1: Uh-huh. It was a... Well, I had met him prior, so... but. The reading was only done once, and after that, I had a very dark spirit following me for a a little over three months. Oh, my
2: God. Is that something that you think he did intentionally, or he just didn't realize it was connected? I don't think
1: he realized. I know it was my mistake. I was really young, but I knew that he was involved with dark magic Mm. because when I had first met him, I had accompanied a coworker who was getting some magical work done by him. And she needed somebody to go with her. So I said, Fine, I'll go on. So we end up at this guy's house. And she, you know, before we walk in, she says, Whatever you do, don't look him in the eye. And it was like here in downtown LA somewhere.
2: I mean, in fairness, I don't look anyone in the eye. No one does. does.
1: And if you do, then you're weird. You're in trouble, yeah. Damn. So she goes, don't look him in the eye because he's gonna completely read you. And I'm like, okay, I won't. I won't look him in the eye. So I get in the room. You know, he says hi, whatever. We get into his room where he has all his trabajos and everything going, and it's just a floor filled like a big floor, wooden floor, like like it is here, full of just like heat, black candles primarily all over the place. Um, That's with, a fire
2: hazard, sir.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with like just everything going on, right? And I'm like. Instantly, um, I feel the negative energy, mm-hmm. and it feels like something's. You know, you feel that pressure on your chest, like you can't breathe. Mm-hmm. It just feels heavy, oh, and it no. can, and it becomes a little overwhelming. Um, Usually, black candles are a source of protection. They're mm-hmm. used for protection and to shield hexes, banishment. Yeah. Oh, man. So he he was definitely doing black magic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, you know, when it came time to leave, he said bye and i looked up (laughs) and that was it the guy just started going off about um things going on in my life and then so that's when he said if you want to do a palm reading come back and see me and that's what i did and then i couldn't get rid of this dark spirit for four months
2: oh my god just that fast
1: did it was it something that you
0: had to do um like any sort of spell work in order to break away from the spirit from from it to repel itself against like away from you or was it just something that it just like lasted for four months and it went away
1: uh no it was a lot of prayer a lot of lighting candles a lot of (laughs) just yelling at the spirit like (gasps) get out stop get Um, out
2: what would it do young too
1: it would move everything in the house um i'd be home alone and i would hear all the things in the kitchen cabinets moving um, I would see him in my room at night.
2: No, no.
1: <laughs> he would lay next to me, on top of me. Oh I would my God. see him in the backseat of my car. Um, what and just, would he look like? You just look like a middle-aged man.
2: <gasps> Oof, don't they always, though? I know,
1: right. seriously. <laughs>
2: um, that's so pervasive and like Disruptive.
1: It was very traumatic because as I started to share with my family about what I was experiencing, that's when, you know, the jokes would come.
2: Oh, my God, at, like, the super Just, traumatic time in your life. So
1: it's like nobody believed me. No one yeah. believed you. So it was really sad because I could feel his presence around me at all times, and I would see him in the corner of the room. Oh, no. And everybody was like, you're crazy. This one sees spirits, supposedly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Of course, they gotta mock
0: you. They yeah, gotta right. mock you. Oh, well, I mean. Yeah. They're like, she just has bad taste in men. No, no, no. It's <laughs> no. an yeah. egg's coming back to haunt me. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. So you did the prayer work. You were able to get rid of him. And then what happened afterwards? Everything was just like, everything was quiet. It ceased. Yeah. That's it good. was and it has Oof. been
1: since so oh, thank goodness <laughs> so I don't go walking into strangers botanicas anymore shaking hands and stuff because that energy definitely does transfer and it does linger is that
2: mostly through like physical because you had said like when he made eye contact he also was reading you like is it more physical touch based
1: mm-hmm. wow oh my god
0: no
2: Well, luckily I hate touching everyone there so go. that's mm-hmm. good for me mm-hmm. Work gloves. oh god
0: okay <laughs> Uh, in your opinion, how has buruhariya evolved?
1: I think it has evolved to a point where people aren't as scared to talk about mm-hmm. it. People are really embracing it. They're turning into this whole powerful movement. Mm-hmm. It's not like before where you didn't tell people about it. Wow. And if you did, people really got on your back about it. I mean, even now with all these pe- wonderful amazing brujas coming up on social media and everything and sharing their journeys and mm-hmm. their experiences, um you still get a lot of the elders who are like, "What are you guys doing? Wow. That's not okay." Really? You, there are certain things that shouldn't be talked about. There are certain things that aren't okay. Um it's evolving, hmm. and some people are just not okay with it. Wow. It's still like very hush hush. It's Mm -hmm. still very taboo. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, but back then you didn't broadcast it to the whole world. No. You know, you would, there would be a lot of repercussions for doing that.
0: Have you educated young brujas or have you taken upon yourself to educate, you know, certain individuals
1: I have here and there clients that have reached out mm-hmm. or people that want to do consultations one-on-one. Uh, with hmm. Bruja, Brujas Botanica, I'm really focused on bringing workshops to Compton specifically mm-hmm. to the community. Um, so that's the ultimate goal with Brujas Botanica is to eventually set up a brick and mortar where I can oh, wow. bring in other spiritualists. Um, to educate the public. It's not something we have in Compton. That was going to be my next question. What is it like being a bruja in Compton? Compton doesn't have a good rap. I mean, that's totally true. Yeah. I get that. But mm-hmm. I, I grew up there and, you know, most of my experiences are good. Hmm. I didn't encounter that troublesome side besides, like, witnessing the riots and a couple other things. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but... I think there's a lot of new people that are trying to bring good things to Compton, um, especially in the Latin community. Um, You have like Patria Coffee that opened up this uh, coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have Compton Health Bar that's bringing like herbal remedies to the community. You even have the Compton Cowboys out there right now that are really doing things for um, the youth. Love oh, that. I did not know that. That's. I think awesome. I feel like
2: Compton really is kind of going through like a light renaissance right now. Of like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. The artistry that's coming from there and the culture that's being revitalized there. I is feel really like everywhere, like Inglewood.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just everywhere. It's nice. Yeah. So I definitely want to be a part of that and give back to the community. I love that. That's awesome. Are you Thank doing you. a trabajos, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And just bring in other things for people that aren't as open to it, like sound baths and other cool stuff, just workshops mm. on how to work with candles, nothing too intense because some people are intimidated by it. Mm-hmm. But I do want to make it something that's, you know, has a variety of things, which is why I would like to bring in other female spiritual workers so they can incorporate, you know, their gifts as well that's into amazing. it. That's what awesome. do you
2: find that most people who are coming to you are searching for? Yeah. Love. Yeah. You Love is the number one. Yeah,
0: we had a an interview with Zachariah the witch and. Even like other workshops that I've taken with Mm -hmm. the history of witchcraft and spell work, Mm there would be these random women that would come in and the only thing they want to know is they need to cast a spell for love.
2: Mm -hmm. Has no one read Harry Potter? Like, this is a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you get Voldemort. Please stop (laughs) doing that. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let love alone.
0: And look at a like how much of a bitch that was to get rid
2: of him. It took eight books. I know. It
0: took eight books. I was like eight years of my life trying to get rid of my like first love of my life. Girl, like, I feel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And is it both men and women that come to you or just women in it's general? It's more women. Mm-hmm. And what is it like with love that they're looking for? It's obviously not to love themselves, but they want to find their next boyfriend or their next husband, huh? It's usually to
1: bring an ex-lover back. <gasps> Majority of the time, it's to bring a lover back. Wow. It's tough.
2: What is your, like, path of guidance when that happens? Because, like, that can go so many ways. Like, if they're bringing toxic energy back into their life, do you kind of just carte blanche and, like, here's what you're looking for? Or do you, like, case by case it?
1: I try to go case by case. But I usually open up with maybe them focusing more on a Mm self-love ritual. Because I think that's a good place to start. But they never want to hear it. Mm Mm-hmm. They're like, no. I just want my man
0: back. Wow. I mean, it's like what Zachariah said, mm-hmm. too. We are in a culture
1: of, like, immediate supply. Mm-hmm. We want everything to happen, like, quickly and now, today. And it doesn't, it doesn't work that way, even with magic. You still would have to give it time, and sometimes you really have to be careful what you ask for. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had women who their exes have moved on to other women, and, you know, they're like, I want her out of the picture, and I want <gasps> him back. Okay, well, what do you want? One of the two. I want him back. The guy comes back, but then the the other girl won't leave them alone. Mm. Now, yeah, now, now, now yeah. the other girl is stalking. Now the girl's not leaving their relationship alone. You know, now it's it's an she took on two people Mm -hmm. instead of you know so you really have to be careful what you wish for you really do you got your man back but now you have the crazy other girl on Mm -hmm. your back
0: now you guys are listening and learning watch what you wish for because this is what happens you
1: really do i
0: mean that's what i was taught too in our in our workshop that love is one of the
1: most dangerous Mm, it is things to practice and Mm mm-hmm it really is. In, yeah. that, that's why I try to get them to focus on self-love and bringing other things into their lives besides just uh, focusing on a certain individual. Mm. My goodness. Oh, my and God. And I feel
2: like everything comes at a cost. Like, you can get what you want, but, mm-hmm. like, what are you willing to pay to uh, have that happen?
1: Absolutely. It's all a sacrifice. Mm. Nothing is free. It's all an exchange. Have so. you had any
0: clients that came back to you and asked to reverse it?
1: No, hasn't happened so oh, far. Oh goodness,
0: has <laughs> it gone? I was wondering if it's gone to that point. Like, I'm. I want to take my wish back. Can I have a refund? No, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> Sorry, the universe does no. not do like backsees. Sorry, we don't do that. I
1: mean, I let them know before they jump into it, but usually they're just so caught up at that point that wow. they're just like, I mean, I've had people tell me, "I'll pay you anything <gasps> just no okay. way, yeah, wow, anything," and it just doesn't feel right. Like, no, mm. no. <laughs> I can't do that, no. What is What are the ages that we're talking about? Are they very young or? Uh, most of my clientele is anywhere from like 25 to like 40. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, wow. I had a teacher in school at the school that Tammy and I, or mm-hmm. Tammy still works at that I used to work at and went to. Mm-hmm. And one of our very first classes, and it stuck with me because it was so powerful to hear this like older person saying this, but he was like, mm-hmm. uh, there's something about love and it doesn't matter if you're 24 or 44 or 84, but like that heartbreak will bring you back to your most like youngest, vulnerable self. Mm-hmm. And I remember like one of my my roommate actually, but my classmate at the time, she had like performed her piece and was like crying, and he was like quite stern. It was uh, I'll tell you later. Okay, <laughs> editing. <laughs>
1: um,
2: and he was quite stern and he, you know, he was like, are you crying because, like, I'm being hard on you? And she's like, no, I'm crying because it's, like, bringing up issues with, like, the person that I just broke up with. And that's when he said that and it, like, really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, interesting to hear you say, like, this wide age range because it really doesn't matter. Right. Like, if in if you've got, like, all your other shit figured out and you don't have, like, the love you want, mm-hmm. you're still that, like, 14-year-old girl with, like, writing Mrs. Absolutely. John Stamos on your Trapper Keeper. <laughs> <Yes>. Like <laughs> It just reverts you right back.
1: Because <laughs> these are like really successful women. And yeah. you know, sometimes wow. I'm taken aback. Like, you're, like, you're so beautiful. You're so successful. What is it with you and this fuck boy? Like, yeah, am <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> sorry to say yes. it like that. Call for the wrong ones, I tell you. I've been there. I yeah. get it. And yeah, it's, me too. <laughs> and it's totally okay. But it's just, it's really hard listening to them have to deal with this mm-hmm. like suffering when you're like just love yourself mm-hmm. I just want to go through the phone and like give you a hug oh, wow! it's gonna be okay it is not the end of the world mm-hmm. you're gonna make it yeah. but they're like no just take all my money <laughs> I'm like, like right. no no yeah hit me up on Venmo do you I'm...
2: have to turn like have you turned people away or... yeah
1: absolutely wow. and it's mostly related to love matters oh my gosh what was the worst one that you've had that you had to turn away the one I just mentioned. Oh, where she, really? Where she was like, I'll give you any amount of money that you want. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I mean, no. that's a lot because when people are willing to sacrifice that much, they expect a return immediately. Mm-hmm. And it does not work that way. I've even done, you know, in the past when I was a lot younger, uh, love spells for myself that took a year, some up to three years to manifest.
2: Of, like, continual practice or just, like, leaving it and, like, letting it... Continual.
1: Wow. So, I mean, it all takes time. And I think people think, the more I pay you, can you get them here tomorrow? Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. That's what I hear a lot of practicing
0: witches say. They're, they're like, you have to meditate on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen overnight. And people get so
1: upset. Yeah. Well,
2: we have Amazon. You yeah, know that I, mean? Mean, it's yeah, like, I can But it. I can get two-day shipping. Like, no, <laughs> no, no, it no, 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 it's not which, what this is. It is. It's a
1: lot no, more this, than just burning yeah. one candle and being like, okay, where is he? It's yeah. dinner time. Like, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry.
2: It's dinner time. Mm. I know.
1: I know. Like it doesn't work that way. So the, I do when it comes to people that are, I feel like are that desperate about it. Like it, it, it just feels a little overwhelming. Like, no, cause I know that that's going to bring on a lot of energy mm-hmm. from both ends. So, and these are people that are not willing to be patient that are not willing to continue working on it to manifest this.
0: Huh. Before I bring this to a close, um, what um what messages do you have for individuals that are seeking your services in terms of love or anything else for that matter like what do they need to know before walking into this practice
1: um just to come with an open mind and an open heart and patience mm. and um sincerity wow
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's really what's what's most valuable when it comes to practice practicing bruhoodias to come with sincerity and and honesty and a good heart. Mm -hmm. Because the spirits can tell when you're lying.
0: Which leads me to my final question. (laughs) (laughs) What messages do you have for individuals that are just stepping into this practice? Mm. Now it's like brujaria and brujas now buzzword. Mm. It's such a social media thing now. Like people can dress up to look like a bruja just for the clout, but they really don't understand like the lineage of it
1: the the history of it so the advice that i would have for them is definitely do your research mm-hmm. talk to your family talk to your elders set up an ancestor altar connect with your ancestors um they will be able to answer a lot of things for you and don't fall for any as they call them you know insta witch mm. You know, you can cause yourself a lot of harm by getting involved with the wrong person when it comes to spirituality. Mm -hmm. A lot of harm. Um, So just use your best judgment. Don't just fall for anybody who looks pretty online Mm -hmm. and, you know, has their makeup done and plays with crystals. Like, you need to do your research. You Mm -hmm. really, really, really do. And don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to connect with people um a lot of people do frown upon frown upon asking questions but i mean that's the only way you're going to learn you know and not one person knows it all so ask around make friends Mm -hmm. find a community
0: that's good that's awesome are there any um websites or anywhere else where they could find those types of communities can they reach out and contact you
1: they can contact me definitely
0: awesome well thank you so much yes. christy for sitting down with us i know it was a short short time but um just to let you guys know it is christy's birthday yes. so happy thank birthday you. <laughs> yes. we thank wish you nothing but light and love christy thank you thank so you. much for sitting down coming down to downtown mm-hmm. with us and talking about brujaria wish you all the luck in your business successes and your endeavors of course and once again do your plug in where can people
1: find you on social media they can find me at www.brujasbotanica.com and on instagram at brujasbotanica awesome thank you so much christy thanks guys
0: we have a couple of thank yous and shout outs in place a big thank you to Christian over at Peer Space for helping us coordinate the space in downtown. Also, a big thank you once again to Kirsty for sitting down with us. Be sure to check her out and follow her on Brujas Botanica on Instagram and www.brujasbotanica.com. Also, a big shout out and a major thank you to our new patron members. A big thank you to Ishel, Michael Royball, Stacey Beatty, Andrea Strode, Lori Fluke, Erica Sean. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast and becoming Patreon members. It means the world to us. Be sure to keep an eye out in the mail for your Hollyweird goodies. Speaking of patrons, guys, if you want to be a Hollyweird Patreon, then head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Paranormal. For as little as $1 or more a month, or just for one month, two months, or three months, you can help support and produce Hollyweird Paranormal. This episode, for example, was actually made possible by the donations and support by our Hollyweird patrons. So in other words, you guys help support us by transporting us to downtown, paying for our parking, and actually renting the space that we conducted this interview with Christy. And of course, feeding our iced coffee addiction, Bryce loves you a latte. So thank you guys so much for helping us produce this episode. Aside from helping us produce these episodes, you'll enjoy a few of these special perks. Once you sign up, you'll be given a nice little goodie bag in the mail filled with Hollywood goodies and you'll be automatically inducted into our secret podcast society, the Saturday Night Ghost Club. The Saturday Night Ghost Club is our secret podcast society that is a bi-weekly podcast where I go out and record real ghost stories from actual people on the street or acquaintances. And trust me, there are people out there with some crazy and creepy ghost stories. You can preview episodes of Saturday Night Ghost Club and get caught up with our current and past episodes if you head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Blueberry.net, Stitcher. Castbox, box. Tune in or wherever you get your podcast fix. If you can't get enough of Hollywood Paranormal, then please stalk us on Instagram and Facebook at Weird Paranormal and Twitter at HWP Podcasts if you have a story for our Listener's Tales episode or you want to send us a little hello, then you can definitely email us at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. And if you have a little extra time or you want to be a little extra, you can head on over to Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe, rate, and review our podcasts. It really helps us indie podcasters out, helps us become a little more visible. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And until next time, friends. Always remember stay Holly Weird.